0: Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to The Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound Podcast? Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. Welcome to Season 3 of The Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound Podcast? Now, did you know that on average, we speak about 16,000 words per day? That's a lot. Each of those words that we utter, whether intentional or not, make an incredible impact to our atmosphere and the people around us. Are we using our speech to cultivate a positive, uplifting, encouraging environment? Or is our speech filling our surroundings with negativity and criticism? Do the words that flow from our mouths immediately identify us as children of God? Are we representing Jesus well in how we express our joys and our frustrations? In this season, we are going to be walking through the Power of the Tongue online Bible study series. Over the next four weeks, we will be diving deep into Scripture to study why our words matter. We will explore what kind of fruit we are bearing with our verbal expression, how our words can either speak life or death into our lives, the generational impact our speech will have on our families, and when it is better to just be silent. Now, for all of the notes and scripture references, don't forget to check out www.soulofworship.com forward slash power of the tongue to instantly download the full four-week Bible study guide for free. Again, that's www.soulofworship.com forward slash power of the tongue. No spaces, all one word. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Week four, when it is better to just be silent. Now, we have spent the last three weeks talking about the importance of the tongue and how it relates to what comes out of our mouths. In this final week of the Power of the Tongue online Bible study series, we are going to discuss the art of silence and the undervalued virtue of holding one's tongue. Ecclesiastes 3.7 says that there is a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Therefore, we know that there is a proper time for everything. Ecclesiastes 5.2 also says, Do not be rash with your mouth, and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Sometimes the right thing will be to wisely communicate a problem that you're having. And sometimes we'll need to hold our tongue in order to keep the peace within a relationship. Sometimes we'll need to boldly proclaim unto the throne of God. And sometimes we'll need to quiet ourselves in order to better listen for a response from the Lord. In the same way that our words can both be negative and positive, our silence could also be a negative or a positive. This week, we're going to focus on the positive end of it, when it is better to just be silent, when choosing silence is the wisest choice to make. There is certainly a time to speak and make your voice heard. But there is also a strategic time to be silent, and it is a product of wisdom, and it's one that we need to ask the Father to reveal to us. The best way to know what God wants us to do over any situation is to be in such close communion with Him that we can clearly hear His voice and His instructions. I would like to point out the difference between wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge is being aware of the truth, being aware of the facts, or even being aware of what the right thing to do is. But wisdom, wisdom is the application of that awareness to your actions and allowing that knowledge to help you make the correct choice. For example, I have been in an argument with my husband and I could feel the Holy Spirit pull me to calm down lower your voice or don't respond to this. It will only make it worse. That's what I hear the Holy Spirit telling me. And in that moment, I know what the right choice is. The fact of the matter is that me continuing to argue will indeed make things worse. But sometimes instead of holding my tongue, I run back out into the living room in that battleground and I say in a loud voice, then another thing, In that moment, I made the decision to act foolishly by not listening to that warning from the Holy Spirit. Wisdom would have been to end the argument when the Spirit told me to stop. I want to share with you three scenarios when it is better to just be silent. The first one, out of obedience. When God tells you to hold your tongue, hold your tongue. It is time to stay silent. It actually might be a surprise to you that I would like us to remember the story of the walls of Jericho in a Bible study about silence. Now, we often teach about this testimony and this account to encourage the power of worship and praise since the walls came tumbling down after a holy shout from the people of Israel but I want to remind you about a very important aspect of this story. Before it was time for the shout, there was a lot of walking and a lot of waiting in silence. Joshua six ten says, now Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout, then you shall shout. So if you think about it, the victory at Jericho was obtained with six days of silence and only one day of shouting. So out of the seven day event, the people were silent for almost 86% of the time. These were the instructions directly from the Lord, and out of obedience, Joshua and the people followed the orders, and when they did exactly as God had requested, they saw the victory. So if the Holy Spirit is guiding you to take a time of quiet, it may actually be because Your silence is critical to the success of the Father's greater plan. I can think of no greater example of this than in the life of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus spent three years talking, speaking, teaching, and preaching about the kingdom of heaven. But when he was being falsely accused, he remained silent. It was prophesied through the prophet Isaiah that this would be so. Isaiah 53, 7 says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. This prophecy is fulfilled when Jesus was being questioned by not only Pontius Pilate, but also before Herod, and it is documented in each of the four Gospels. The account in Mark chapter 15, verses 3 to 5, and it says, And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. But Jesus still answered nothing. So that Pilate marveled. Even though Jesus was being falsely accused, he didn't defend himself. He remained just. He did not respond in anger. Jesus was confident in who he was and still is knew what the Father ordered him to do, and he was 100% committed to sticking to the plan, fulfilling the prophecies, and saving you and me. Now the second scenario where it is better to just be silent is when speaking would cause you to sin. Psalm 4.4 says, Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart, on your bed, and be still. Sila. Getting upset in and of itself is not a sin. It's an emotion that God created and he allows us to feel it. However, it is what we do with that anger. It is what we do with our emotions that could either lead us to make good decisions or to make poor ones. I could be angry that there are children that go hungry at night and then be moved out of compassion to do something about it and to solve that problem. That would be me using my anger for good. But if anger would lead us to say words that are hurtful, it would be better to simply say nothing at all. Instead, let us choose to not sin. Let us choose to meditate on the feelings and to just be still. James 1 verses 19 through 20 says, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I'm going to say that again. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Our goal should be to always lead with our ears and follow up with our tongue only if necessary. The third scenario, when it is better to just be silent, is when your words would dishonor someone. In Matthew 1 verses 18 through 19, we read how Joseph found out that his betrothed Mary was pregnant. I don't know about you, but I would probably be pretty upset if just before my wedding day, I found out that my fiance was having a baby and I knew I was not involved in the matter. But what does it say? It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follow. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Verse 19 in the NIV says, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her her quietly. Joseph did not want to shame Mary, even though he had every right to do so. Thankfully, God intervened and let Joseph in on the bigger picture and the bigger plan that was going on so that divorce wasn't even necessary. Yet had Joseph acted hastily when he first found out, the bigger plan of God would have been ruined. We should think twice before we complain or air our dirty laundry within our marriages or air dirty laundry or by spreading gossip within our friendships. If you need relationship counseling, by all means, seek a trusted, godly advisor, but do not take every opportunity to spread slander to anyone with a listening ear. Leviticus 19:16 says, "You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord." Even if the other person is in the wrong, We should not let our anger cause us to sin or use the opportunity to publicly shame our spouses, our friends, or any of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, I'm sure there are several other scenarios that you can think of when it will be better to hold your tongue. But this week, I want to remind you that sometimes it is better to say nothing at all instead of saying something that will make you disobey God, something that would make you sin, something that would make you shame others, or say something that you will later regret. And trust me, I know, in practice, this isn't easy. Being silent often takes more strength than speaking freely. Remember, Jesus chose silence at a time that he had every right to defend himself. Out of his love for us and in order to remain in the will of God and in order to fulfill his mission. Sometimes God may be calling us to do exactly the same. Let us seek wisdom from the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us in discerning those strategic times. I'll leave you with a final verse in Psalms 141 verse 3. And it says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. And again, that was Psalm 141, verse 3. Before I let you go, I want to let you know about the upcoming Make a Sound Worship and Prayer Conference. If nature leads a revival every spring with its sound, then let the church arise to do the same in this season. If you are local to Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or New York, I encourage you to save the date for March 27, 2021. Held at the classic Pinebrook Bible Conference and Retreat Center in the scenic Poconos, this one-day conference includes breakfast, three morning conference sessions from incredible anointed speakers, a hot buffet lunch, and an afternoon worship rally service. So trust me, you do not want to miss this. So hurry on over to www.soulofworship.com forward slash conference for all of the details and to buy tickets for you and your family. Seating is limited to allow for social distancing. So please secure your spot today. Again, that's www.soulofworship.com forward slash conference conference. I can't wait to worship with you soon. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.